Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute podcast. This is our podcast where we talk to real estate agents who are doing some unique and creative ideas that are generating more business and also giving better client service. And today I'm delighted to have Michelle Cook with us. Michelle, how are you? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you doing? I'm terrific. Um, so Michelle, uh, kind of let our listeners know who you are. Just I'll just give a little background and then have you kind of uh, talk a little bit as well. But so you've been in the business seven years, of which five of those years have been in uh, Kingston, Washington. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, where's give some geographical location to Kingston. <laughs> so Kingston is on the Kitsap Peninsula. We are... Uh, across the waters, you can take a ferry from Edmonds to Kingston's 25-minute boat ride, or from Seattle, you can link into Bainbridge, which is a 35-minute boat ride. And yeah, so just along the Kitsap Peninsula, we're a stone's throw away. <laughs> a stone's throw away. And coming from Camano, which was a smaller community, Kingston typically is uh, a, a smaller community as well. And you've been there, like you said, for five years, and you started uh, realizing in 2022, or at the beginning of 2022, that you were going to uh, ramp up this whole social media thing, right? And <laughs> more recognize, get more re recognized, and uh, and build business because you were in an area you said where you uh, you'd had two kids once you got there, and you kind of need to kind of revamp and revitalize your database a little bit and get people to know you. Is that kind of fair to say? Yes. Yeah. We uh, we moved here five years ago, and like like you said, had two more children, so now three, and then COVID hit. And so socializing, networking, getting out in my small community was pretty challenging. So figuring out a way to connect with people, um, you know, again, was was that extra layer of, okay, how am I going to grow my business? You know, right. I'm doing, doing okay, but if I want to scale up, what's the next step? And that's where I went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> well, and, and so one of the things I noticed, a couple of things is, so when we teach and we do ninja installations or we have agents that we're doing coaching on and we'll bring up social media, specifically we'll bring up Instagram or TikTok. And, you know, you get some people that really go, oh yeah, I'm going to do that and it's going to be great. And they do it for a while and they fizzle out. And you get other people that just kind of poo-poo the whole idea. They just say, you know what, that's for the young people. It's not for me. And uh, I think our listeners, it's important that they know that uh, in 2022, 50% of your business came from your social media activities, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I just, I just added all those numbers up the other day and I was in shock. <laughs> so. Right. Well, and, and also too, I think, and, and you even said, uh, as we were preparing for this, you said that uh, you even get recognized. They're like, oh my gosh, you're Michelle Cook from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it happened. It happened three times in one week and it was actually quite, I'm an, I'm like an introvert extrovert. Like 
I mean, I love socializing. I love people. I couldn't be in this business otherwise. But a certain sense of, sense of anonymity is usually what I like to have. And so it was quite alarming. I was in Snohomish and it happened at um, the pumpkin patch. They knew my name and I knew, I actually knew the follower from TikTok. I knew him because we follow each other. And mm -hmm. then it happened at the car dealership in Bremerton. And then it happened a few days later at my son's football game. And so I was just like, okay, it's working. <laughs> working, right. Well, and, and I think this is a big piece. And I, I talked about this the other day when I was on a coaching call is that, you know, we have the ability to own somebody's mind or that space in their mind when, as it relates to real estate, if we have what I call top of mind awareness. Um, and so, I mean, this is a good example of you being on this podcast, right? Um, you were top of mind awareness for me because uh, as I started following you and you started showing up in my feed and you were showing up with, I, I would call it three different areas. Uh, the first area is entertainment. I mean, you're funny and you really creative. Number two was you were providing good quality information as it pertained to your marketplace. And it was interesting stuff. And you were doing it in a very, very succinct way in a very small amount of time. And then the last but not least is consistency. And I think that's the other key is that you know, it's not hit and miss. I mean, it was consistently you were showing up with with those areas. And so I think um, there's a lot that uh, our agents can learn from listening to kind of what you did. And, and I, what I love about this is you haven't been doing this for a long time. No. <laughs> no. I mean, for a pretty short window where you said, so So let me ask you this, when you first decided to do it uh, and get going on it, I mean, did it seem a little daunting when you first got started? Oh, Absolutely. I didn't. So, so now I casually talk about consuming content, you know, nom, nom, nom. But like, seriously, I didn't know what that meant. I remember speaking with Kara Wyman, who's um, works in our marketing department for my offices here in Kitsap. And she talked, you know, she's using all this verbiage and it's just going right over my head. So I had to learn what consuming content was. And I actually, you do have to consume content to appreciate it and appreciate figure out what it is that attracts you and makes you not scroll. We have the attention spat of a gnat, right? Like really these days. And so what can grab my attention and keep me from scrolling? And so you have to consume content. And I was not a consumer of content. <laughs> like I check Instagram, Facebook, I'm like, everyone looks good, just listed, just sold. We're doing it, bing, bang, boom, out the door. Um, so yeah, it was a lot to learn. You didn't, I kind of, I was slower at the time. So it was like January when I started kind of researching and I started putting content out at the end of January. And I, what I found is you can kind of like get in this space of analysis paralysis. And I think that's where a lot of agents are and they don't do social media or they start and they stop very quickly. They overthink it. Yes. And you need to, you can go back to, so I've made almost 400 TikToks since the end of January, you can go back to the very first videos, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and watch the progression. Though, I mean, I I tried one way, and I was like, "Wow, that's exciting! That's invigorating!" Also, a little nervous and crazy, but you you progress and you develop your own personality on it. And what we think, I think the biggest fear is that we think, "What are our colleagues are going to think of us? What what right. happens when the office?" I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in my office that does, I'm like 99% sure that they're not doing reels and TikTok. Um, and I was a little embarrassed when they found out, I'm not going to lie, Yeah. but I've embraced it. And now I'm like, yes, I am that person and it's fun. And right. I'm from it. Um, and when you stop, when you get out of your head and you realize that when people are looking at your content, 
they are consumers of content and they're thinking, my goodness, I could never do that. They're not thinking what you fall. They're thinking this is great. This is, you know, how do you do it? And I get asked that a lot and you just do it. You just right. do it. Yeah. And so let me ask you this. So you started it in 2022. You started doing it. Did you set up kind of an idea of a cadence of like how often you wanted to make it happen? Or did you just kind of just kind of free flow and just say, well, I'm going to see what's going to work. Well, I was trying to listen to all these different, you know, because then you go down the rabbit hole and you've got all these professionals, um, social media professionals that you start following. And yes, three to five times a week, seven days a week, three times a day was the whole shtick for a while on TikTok. And I was like, y'all are banana pants. Like I am not posting three times a day unless I'm really inspired. Right. Right. So I think it's just consistency. It's mm -hmm. it, if you can commit to three posts a day or not a day, a week, right? right. Just whatever's going to work for your schedule. Maybe you only post once a week, but your, but your audience looks forward to that. And they know when they're scrolling through their feed, you're going to pop up every Monday with your Monday morning, whatever, right? Like yep. it's reliable. It's consistent. It's, you know, so I tried a few different things. I tried posting at different times, you know, it's just got to work for your schedule. Don't overthink it. You know, yep. just, just get it out there and then you can start tweaking it and fine tuning and figuring out what videos did better. You go back and analyze it. Did I was I funnier? Did I make more face expressions? Um, and I have all sorts of helpful tips. If anybody wants information, <laughs> I've been <laughs> myself to death. Um, but yeah, it's, I think consistency is everything. Yeah. So, so when you started, so you, you, you do, so what's your, what's your cadence now? So like, for example, it's, it's a typical week for you and you've got Instagram and TikTok, and we'll talk about those two different platforms a little bit, but what's kind of your cadence now? So I, I try to do, three to five times a week. And I, I love to do seven, but it's family, you know, work-life balance. It's, um, inspirational balance. Sometimes I'm feeling more inspired or, you know, if you're sick, sometimes putting the content out, you think you can see things in a picture amount of video. If you are not feeling it, it's very obvious. Yes, so, exactly. Um, so yeah, I try to, I try to do three to five, kind of commit myself to, batch recording mm -hmm. you know if i batch record three to five videos and know that i can release those out over the week and then if i feel inspired then i can i can add more i can film right. more oh. yeah and so so when you started off did you start off just with with instagram at first or kind of explain that to me a little bit where did you start first so i was doing just sold just listed open houses that kind of stuff on instagram and facebook um and so then end of January, beginning of February, I was doing all three platforms and I actually did have, and I don't have a very large Instagram account because I've neglected it and I hyper-focused on TikTok, but I actually grew from like 400 and something followers on Instagram to 600. Now we're talking hundreds and I yeah. think a lot of people out there can relate to me <laughs> unless you're right. big on social media, but that's a big growth for but I was putting the content out reliably and I was gathering followers. Um, so then I, I saw a lot of return on TikTok. I was getting a lot of leads and a lot of followers and I was gaining a lot of traction much quicker on TikTok. So I shifted my focus and I've now shifted back to everybody again, realizing eggs in one basket, all that whole thing, not, not a great business plan, but, um, and so now I'm up to 11, 11.3 thousand followers on TikTok. 
That's awesome. And and so what's interesting, so I want I want our listeners to hear this because I think a lot of people say, well, that TikTok is for the younger generation, right? But here you are, you're getting leads in business from TikTok, from your consistency, and that's been where you've had the most growth. That's correct. And I mean, I like, I'm 39 and holding, I'm 41. I just turned 41. So I am still young. In my mind, I'm still young. Oh, absolutely. But, but, you know, I'm, it's the age demographic has really shifted. And so about 50% of my followers are between 24 and like mid fifties. Mm-hmm. And that's, and there's not very many. And then there's ones that are older and there's not very many that are teenagers. Yep. Could be 18 and they just could be very, you know, forward thinking for homeownership, or maybe they just like my skits. <laughs> but, um, but, and, uh, and I follow, so being a consumer of content, mm-hmm. um, I realtors all over the country, lenders, other content creators that are all different ages. Right. And they're funny as heck, man. Like some of them are funny or informative and I'm not following them because of what they look like. So get that right out of your head. Like anyone who's thinking about making content, we all want to look our best. Right. But, they're getting the value. They want to see the value. And then they start following you. And then you get that know you, like you, trust you relationship. When I meet my clients that I get off of TikTok, they hug me. They don't shake my hand. They're like running over to me and hugging me because they feel like they've known me for months and months. Right. And it's crazy. Like, it's so cool. (laughs) Well, and it goes back to, you know, we talk about that, that consistent touch, right? That top of mind awareness. And if I'm seeing it all the time, you know, what I see, my brain starts to just grab onto. And so if I'm seeing you there and I know you're in Kingston, I know you're in real estate and the content you're providing, it's just, hey, do you know a great agent? It's amazing how all of a sudden your name becomes a commonplace because they're seeing you constantly, right? You, I mean, you're coming up in my, in, my, in my feeds three times a week, four times a week, five times a week. And pretty soon uh, your brain just says, hey, that's the person. Yeah. Well, and it's not just, so it's not just clients, it's lenders. Yep. It's other lenders. I've had lenders refer me their clients because they they said, oh, I have a client in Kitsap County. You immediately popped into my head, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I did a call from a realtor in Florida whose cousin is in the military and just moved here a few months ago with his little family. And she goes, oh, he said he was looking to buy a house. You popped into my head. I'm like, this is my gal. And so, you know, another referral. It's again, like you said, top of mind. Top of mind. So, so a couple things here. So Instagram, TikTok, you, you migrate TikTok. Now you did say something, you're coming back to, and I just want listeners to hear this. You're coming back to the other two, Facebook and Instagram, because you realize that there's, there's an audience there that's not the TikTok audience that you need to make sure you're capitalizing there as well. Right. Exactly. And not everybody's on TikTok. Yeah. So, well, and I think that's the important piece, you know, because a lot of people say, well, I just do this one or that one. And I think if you just do one or the other, you're missing out. Cause even though, Facebook is is getting less. I get that, right? There's still an audience there and there's still an audience on Instagram. You know, it's interesting because I do Facebook and Instagram. I've got to get better at my TikTok, which is why I'm hopefully going to learn something from you today. But uh, I, and I know oh. that there's an audience there for me. Um, I just need to get more consistent in what I'm doing there because I've really dialed in my skills on Facebook and Instagram and I'll get there. But I love it that you've really capitalized on the Insta- on the TikTok area which which comes back to so do you do just one piece of content and just push it to all three areas or are you being a little bit more uh decisive on what you're going to put out in the different in the different categories so that was another thing to teach myself because i didn't have i never have had a social media coach and this is all organic growth too so this isn't you know i didn't do ads or anything like that um so i i try to keep the same content because life is important. Yeah. 
I have clients. So what I've done at first, I was pushing out everything the same and I wasn't removing watermarks. And that's a whole nother thing like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. They leave their watermark imprinting all this. So I have learned and adapted ways to repurpose my content from TikTok to or from Instagram um, to the other platforms. And I was doing it all on the same day. And what I've been doing now is I've been doing it on TikTok and then maybe a couple days later do it on um, Instagram and then do it on Facebook. But and I don't repurpose all of it. So it's it's kind of the ones, you know, because Facebook people that consume content on Facebook may not be as interested in some of my funnier skits. It may not appeal to that demographic. So um, I I try to be mindful of that. So whereas I could put everything, you know, but some of my stuff that I would put on Facebook um, a little more simple or just pictures, you know, I'm not putting that on TikTok because that's not really the demographic there either. So, but I do try to repurpose it. You put as a content creator, you put a lot of creative thought and, you know, it's, it's on your own craft. It becomes your own craft. And right. to just put out on one social media platform, when you, there's so many out there, put it out there, repurpose. Mm-hmm. You put a lot of time and effort into it, repurpose it. So, so on your content, when you sit down and figure it out and I love it. So you'll do, um, like I saw the one you just did, you were on the motorcycle. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was a good one. Um, so, uh, how much time goes into, into coming up with those ideas? You, you write them down and go, this is what I'm going to do. Do you get it? You get creative ideas from uh, consuming other content. I mean, help me there because I know that you do stuff. You'll like, you'll do stuff that's real estate related. You do stuff that's funny. You'll do stuff that's inquisitive, but, but kind of what's your, uh, what's your process there? I, there's content all around us. So, um, you know, I do storytelling. I (laughs) tell stories about like, actual stuff that's happening you know no names or addresses nothing like that but i will tell about a real estate transaction a scenario a situation that's happening you know we had a bootleg septic situation or scoping septics i try to make it a little more engaging and funny than just hey i was at a sewer scoping today right (laughs) yeah you tell a story I tell a story. I tell stories about emotional parts of transactions. Um, and then I, I do, I look at other content creators, not just realtors. I look at other content creators and I get ideas from there. I pull trending sounds. And so attaching some trending sounds to the back of my videos, um, one can, can create a feel, right? So do I want something that's a little more dramatic? Or do I want something that's a little more funny and hilarious and comedic? And then, you know, that creates a feel for my audience, but it also can help push your content out farther. Right. Uh, Real quick on that, give our audience, tell an audience what a trending sound is, because I don't think everybody probably gets that. So there are certain sounds um, that that will be trending. So they will, they'll be picking up momentum in the social media world and it's platform to platform usually. These days, it starts on TikTok, and about a week or two later, it's now trending on Instagram. So it helps to kind of push content on TikTok first, move it over to Instagram a week or two later. Um, But it's stuff that the the content will get pushed out farther because more people are searching that, more people are wanting to utilize that sound. And so the algorithm pushes your content out to more people. So it could be like a riff in a song. It could be right. That, that's what like you and you hear these trending. If if you do follow TikTok, you'll see it, and all of a sudden you'll see a bunch of reels, and it'll be that that trending song or that beat or that funny voice or something in the background, right? Yeah, and on Instagram Reels, so you can't tell just by looking at a video what's trending on TikTok. You really have to do a little more 
dissecting and figuring it out. But on Instagram reels, you'll see down at the bottom that there's uh, the name of the music or background sound and the creator of it. Um, and then there'll be like a little zigzag arrow that points up and that means that it's trending. Got and it. Okay. For, for somebody just kind of getting started, when you're scrolling through your reels on Instagram and you hear something you like, look down in that lower left corner. And if it looks like it's trending, that could be a good grab. Save that. You can save the sound bite. And then you can do your own thing with that sound bite. Right. And so, and what are you using technically, right? Are you using your phone? I mean, what are you doing to build these uh, these um, these videos that you do, these reels or these? Uh, yeah, I, I guess they're called reels in TikTok too, right? I think it's an iPhone 11. Like it's about three and a half years old. And I'm thinking okay. about, a, yeah, no, no, legit. Like I'm yeah. using an what we're talking on right now. And I'm recording on there. I am recording and editing in the TikTok app mostly. Although there's an, um, I had originally downloaded CapCut, which is an app you can get. Um, I think it's free. And then TikTok started and TikTok and Reels started adding these editing features to be competitive, right? Because they want to keep you on the platform as long as they right. can and want you posting content on their platform. So, um, but I do my filming and editing in my phone. Okay. Yeah, so so right inside right inside TikTok, all inside my and all inside the app. So if I film, and you can film, you know, inside of Instagram too, right? So I yeah. can film Instagram reel, and I can edit it and do all the things I need to do there. And about how much time is this taking you, like on a you know on a weekly basis? Would you say to have this content going out? It really varies. It depends on if I have to sit down and really think about, you know, and some of it's created from you know a question, like someone's yeah. like um, what is real estate excise tax? And I'm like, all right, this is going to be a very informative one. I'll try to make some funny face expressions in here, make it quick. But sometimes that's my, what my content is, but I really try. So I was just kind of filming all the time. And if you're really busy, that's really hard to turn yourself on because I've realized that as I'm recording a, a video or a reel, I get about halfway through it. And that's when my personality comes out. So now I'm like re-recording the beginning at the end and moving the beginning to the, you know, the end of the beginning because now my personality is shining. Right. So take a bit to get warmed up. So what I've started doing is I've started gathering content ideas. I have a notebook mm -hmm. for it and I just write content ideas in there. And then by Tuesday of the week, I'd like to have all of the, if there's any scripting that needs to be done, like if I need to research you know, and write down some real key bullet points of whatever topic I'm talking about, um, then I want to get all that ready so that if I'm batch filming Wednesday or Thursday, that I'm ready, like the scripting's done. And it's not a lot of time. It's just, it's just thinking of things or, or, or consuming content. Hey, this right. person talked about earnest money. What a great idea. I can talk about earnest money. This person talked about one of the funniest transactions they've ever had, or one of the most hair raising transactions, you know? just make a little skit about it. And um, for filming, it actually goes pretty quick once you get used to it and you learn how to edit. And so I'll spend a few hours filming and then I'll edit as much as I can that day. And then I can just edit throughout the week. You know, in the morning when I'm having coffee, I'll be editing a, a video and adding right. some to it. Um, you know, and then I just kind of trickle my content throughout the week. I love that. And and the other thing, too, I think is that uh, I think the key that I want to listeners to hear is this isn't something where you went and took a class or you, you know, I mean, you've kind of learned through trial and error and you've you've kind of figured it out. 
And what have you found to be the content you think that is really sticky? Like what is, what's the thing where you really see you get a lot of activity on? Drama. <laughs> the drama. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, you know, if you put a, it's just like with, with, with Jason, right? Like you put a, you put something catchy in the tagline of an email and, and if it sounds horrifying or scary or dramatic or something, right? People are more likely to open it. Um, yes. Dramatic things, dramatic stories. My craziest sales price over list price things were a real big hit. And then those died out, obviously, because the market shifted. So then I shifted to craziest sales price under list price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But people want to hear that, right? I mean, I, we're drawn to that. I mean, it's like why reality TV is so uh, popular. It's it's why so many people, you know, you can say, you can look at all the great things going on, but they'll seek out where, okay, where's the drama? Where's the stuff that's, you know, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I didn't know that was happening. So, so you found that the drama is, a, is more of an attractor. Right. But, and it's how you present the information. So I have people that follow me for my, my stats. I pull different kind of stats through the NWMLS mm -hmm. and file data. And I like to share different ones and we just kind of get generically i like to really kind of dive deep and really niche down to my area kitsap county um and so i do have people that follow me for that information and it's how i present it you know it's not like today i did this and this happened i try to make it somewhat engaging um relatable like explain what it means to them but do it in a really short amount of time because attention span of a nap nobody wants to hear me talk on and on and on and on unless they're looking for that type of content. Right. Well, and I think I, I want to go back to what you said at the beginning. I think we overanalyze this stuff. And I think uh, for the perfection personality type, uh, this is really difficult for them because they want it to be perfect and they want it to be great. And they'll spend all this time trying to make it perfect when the reality of it is in the time frame that you put something out. I mean, you put out five or six posts in a, in a, in a week and they aren't all perfect, but they have some content that's in there. They're, People, that's what people are looking for. Nobody's scrolling through on TikTok going, is this perfect? Is this perfect? Oh. In fact, they're looking for imperfection. Oh my gosh. No. And, and you know, I think that's what I love about TikTok. Um, I do feel like I have to be a little more refined on Instagram mm -hmm. and on Facebook. It's a whole nother level. Yes. Uh, so on TikTok, the videos that I have put the least amount of work into and I mean, I'm like sitting in my car. I will film in my car. The lighting is fantastic in your car, folks. If you want to go film, get a go. <laughs> it is the best lighting. Like just go park somewhere. It, right. You just, the lighting is the best. Um, and the acoustics. So, um, but I, the, the ones I filmed in my car were like, this thing just happened, blah, blah, blah. I write a couple sentences about it, throw a couple hashtags in there, put a little music in the background and it takes me all of 15, 20 minutes. I mean, said and done. Like I didn't rehearse. I'm just talking. And I talk in, in, in um, those have performed the best. I mean, I have put a lot of energy and effort in some, some creative skits where there's like more than one of me and the picture or the, the video and stuff. And, you know, those, those do good, you know, and I do some trending dances sometimes just to be funny with my stats, but um, show my personality. But yes. Really, I mean, I've had some really great performers that were really quick videos um, and you don't have to memorize anything. I think that's another thing. People think they need a teleprompter. Uh, they need to memorize. I used a teleprompter one time and I was like, I just, it wasn't my, it wasn't my thing. So I record, I record like one line. I'm like, yeah. so what's the market up to? Done. Then I record another one. And also you change slightly from edit to edit and that keeps people engaged too. So there's just a lot. 
it can go really quickly. You don't have to re-record and re-record because you didn't memorize the thing. You just record a sentence, done. Record another sentence, done. Right. And then and then string it all together and and put your uh, your information around it and your and your uh, your trending like you said sounds behind it and then post it out and then see how it performs and I think and I, I so I mean and I think the big thing is you've seen the TikTok being growing the most for you right in terms of the platforms yeah because yeah. of what you know Instagram and Facebook have become very saturated right yeah. I mean they've been around a lot longer and TikTok is starting to gain some saturation. There is a, I think there was a huge influx of realtors this year saturating the TikTok market. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, I've seen the most growth there. And, and again, I think, I think the, the younger generations are looking for more of that authenticity and that know you like you business. I mean, I've got clients from all over the country. I've got clients here locally and they're just, you know, a, I don't know. I think you get to be you a little bit more and people want that. It's hard on a postcard to show your personality. I it's, totally agree. I totally I think, agree. I think it's a great layer. I think, um, I think there's so many marketing tools to be utilized, but this is that one where you get to shine with your personality and you, um, that's saying your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm -hmm. It is so on point. I cannot tell you, I love my clients, right? I love all my clients, but I got to tell you the ones that come from social media, are just like me. Yes. They, they know my personality. They know what I dress like. They know the words I use. There's sometimes there's potty talk in there, whatever. They know I have three kids. They know who I am and what I, where I like to go. I like to go eat here. I like to go shopping there. Um, and they're loyal. Yeah. They're well, and I think, I think the key to what you're saying is it's, it's also the powerful in communication. You know, we, we tend to trust and like the people that are more like us. That's number one. Number two is that uh, a postcard or an email, right, or a text does not have tone, pitch, and tempo, and body language on how humans are made to connect. And the beauty of TikTok is in a very short period of time, you can capture somebody's interest, you can connect with somebody with more quality communication, and they start to resonate with you, and they start to build trust, even though they never met you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's it it and it works really well. And and I think my takeaways from this conversation with you, just I'm taking notes here. Number one is to get over yourself, right? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. you know, you, like, I'm I'm real important and everybody cares. But no, but it's it really the truth, yeah. truthfully, over yourself. Well, and also me with that is you know uh, not making it perfect and going well. I don't look good on the video. Or I don't like this. Just get over yourself and just put something out there that's got quality. The other one is be sensitive to what you're putting out there. So either educate or entertain, or do a combination of the two. Right. And then the other thing I'm hearing is consistency is, you know, if you're going to do it, do it on a, on a consistent basis and, and be uh, similar in what you're doing. Right. So it's not so because they start to expect stuff from you. As, I mean, that's what I, I can tell from just my personal experience in engaging with your stuff is there's a certain amount of stuff that I just know I'm just going to get from you because you're going to either entertain me or you're going to do entertain and also put some content in there that's going to help me understand what's going on in the market. I think that's really important. That last statement you made there. Because I've seen on TikTok, so consuming content, mm -hmm. I like a video, I go to their, their page, their profile page, and I'm looking at their other videos, and I'm seeing how many views, you can see how many views they're getting on them, and I'm gosh, gosh, this person has 25,000 followers. How come they're having like 200 views per video? And I scroll through, and I scroll through, and I scroll through, and I say, oh, this one right here had 1.4 million. So going viral on something that is not grabbing your target audience can really actually hurt you. So we all want to go viral. Right. We all 
20, you know, vi your virality is based on the size of your account, right? So, you know, getting 100,000 or uh, um, 10,000 plays on a video can be very viral for some accounts, right? right. So um, if you get all these followers that started following you because you're, you tried out a, a funny product or something, right? Um, if that's not related to your target audience, if you're trying to get people to follow you because they would like to learn more about Washington state, learn about buying or selling homes or whatever your business is that you're providing, they're not only going to, they're going to scroll past you. So when you come right. up in their feed, they're going to scroll past you and they're going to tell the algorithm, no, thank you. Your, your content isn't, you know, it's not engaging. The, the, the consumer doesn't appreciate it. So do make sure, you know, show bits and pieces of your life and other things and do the funny skits. But I think you're, what you said right there is knowing your target audience and it could just be real estate in general. That's fine. But um, you just don't want to go viral because you put, you know, you did something funny and trending. And then now one time. Yes. Yeah. You, you need to have more consistent uh, content that's more uh, along that same vein with your with your viewers on a consistent basis. And what you'll find, too, is when you do that, there will be some things that will go viral. But within that category. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and then, and then the other one I've learned here is that you know don't just count on one, on on one social media. I think it's a good idea to say, hey, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to I'm going to repurpose this uh, TikTok content for Instagram, and I can repurpose my Instagram content for Facebook. In fact, I know there's areas now with Facebook and Instagram where you can link them together. Yes, you know, I, yes. And I to do that, which you know because it makes it easier. And then the other one is we're not talking a ton of time, and I mm -hmm. think if people will put some time and energy into figuring out, hey, I am going to do this. Uh, and I loved it. Uh, one thing you did said that I took a note on is that uh, we there is so much content just in looking at your transactions. If you will look at a transaction that you have and look at a question that was asked or a scenario that came up, there is a story to be told there that you can turn that into content. Exactly. It's all around us. Yeah. On it's a, all around us. Yeah. No, it's, it's, just, it's everywhere. Um, yeah. And just in starting to think, getting into that mindset of there is content all around you and start and just jot it down jot it down, get yourself your content creation notebook. I got my real estate notebook and I got my content creation notebook and <laughs> I don't have to keep thumbing back to the pages of, you know. Right. right. Well, I love it. Any, any, any last little things come to mind that you want the listeners to know? I mean, just in terms of doing this successfully and, and, and then that you've been doing it for a short period of time and had success with it. What, anything that you uh, feel that they should know? I think, I think don't put too many expectations on yourself um, I, one of the biggest limiting factors, once you get yourself on camera and you start to do it is not getting the, um, followers you're expecting, you know, it may take a while to generate that momentum or you developing into your style that now right. is more and grabs your audience. So, um, don't be so hard on yourself and just do it, do it and, and start out just commit to something you can actually do. Because if you overcommit, you come on here, you say, you know what? They come to, they go to their coach, coach says, all right, start doing this. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to do five posts a week. And they've never done a reel in their life. Right. right. You're going to get so overwhelmed that you'll quit. You know, it's exactly. don't make it like a new year's resolution. Like make it, this is how I'm going to start to run my business. So what's the first thing I need to implement? I need to understand how social media platforms work. And I need to understand how to use the app and, and then, you know, maybe just put out a video once a week, <laughs> just try to do that. Right. Cause that's going to take a little time at first. It's 
it's doing something over and over and over again that you get proficient right. at. Well, and, that's a great point because that comes, uh, James Clear out of Atomic Habits. So you got to standardize before you optimize. And I think that's, you know, like for me, when I do my warm ups, I had to get, I had to get a standard procedure down that says, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do this consistently for a while until I get it down. And now it's easy, right? But it wasn't at first. I had to get a standard, a standard kind of operating system or a, a mode of operation. This is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to push it out. And I got it good at it. And then it became easy, but it wasn't easy at first. Oh, and I had a growing pain. I was doing a lot of videos, but I was just filming them whenever I felt like it or whenever I thought my hair looked good, right? I mean, right. You know, oh, good. I feel like I could film, film some videos. Uh, when I got, I mean, I did so much in the last, I did like the majority of my business this year in the last seven months. And, and, and there was like more than half of it, I think was in the month of November. It was all the closings. Like it was so overwhelming. And I was so busy with work that I hadn't put those systems in place. But, you know, so when I was busy in the September, August time right. dealing with transactions, um, I started to have all that pressure on me of going, oh no, um, the leads aren't coming in as much from TikTok because I'm not doing what I was doing. That consistency right. lagged because I didn't have the systems in place, which is now why we're putting the systems in place. We're time blocking some time. We're exploring content ideas for an entire week. We're mm -hmm. jotting them down. And then we set aside a few hours, a particular day of the week. And that's when we batch film. Right. Yeah. Getting you standardize your system and then you optimize. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I think that's great. And then uh, let me ask you this. So if somebody wanted to learn more about what you do, well, a couple ways I'd say any of the listeners that are here, if you don't follow Michelle, go follow her on TikTok or Instagram because it's good content. You can learn from what you do. But then also, and I think your your handle's what? Windermere underscore Michelle Cook on, uh, yes. on, yep. on Instagram, right? Yep. Yeah. And on TikTok, it's uh, at Michelle Cook Real Estate. At Michelle right. Cook Real Estate. And then you have a website, uh, which is- what, Michelle- homes.com michelle homes michelle cook homes.com yeah. right? <laughs> yes. michelle cook homes.com and michelle so cook. google michelle cook no <laughs> or you just go google michelle cook that's a, that's another good way uh, but, but i will say i would say to the followers uh do yourself a favor and, and do go follow uh follow michelle because uh you can't we can always learn from everybody i'm always a true believer that uh everybody i meet there's something that i can learn and uh, there's ways for us to see how you're doing something and leveraging that success and helping other people do the same thing. Because just as you have an audience, everybody else can have an audience too, based on their uniqueness. I think that's the other critical thing is we are all unique. We are all special. Nobody's like us. And there's there's people out there, like my dad always said, every pot has a lid, right? I mean, there's people out there that want to that are going to gravitate to you. You just haven't put content out there yet. Yeah, you and I could be doing the same exact content and have completely different followers because they're going to gravitate to your personality, your tribe, right? Your vibe yep. attracts a tribe. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well, hey, I want to thank you so much for taking time today and uh, uh, great success. Keep it going. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what's going to happen for you in 2023 and I'll keep following you. And uh, for our listeners out there, if you liked this content, if you want to know more about what Michelle does, you can follow her and go, go look her up and reach out to her directly and she'll answer your questions. And then uh, like we always end these, we say, hey, be awesome and help somebody. And if you uh, have ideas for us, please email me at fanning at windermere.com. And Michelle, again, thank you so much for taking the time today. And hey, uh, happy holidays as well. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me, Michael. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank All right. You. Bye, everybody.
Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.